You're listening to the System Save Me podcast, episode number 153. Today, we're going to be talking about how to host a virtual summit like an online conference. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Jordan Gill, and my business love language is efficiency. Because who doesn't want to sit pina coladas on the beach while your business runs on autopilot? If your business depends on you, you don't own one. You have a job. We're here to fix that. Now, with over 150 episodes, this is the System Save Me podcast. Before I dive into this episode, I want to share with you a tool that I'm totally obsessed with, Acuity Scheduling. I've had Acuity for over five years, so we're basically in a common law marriage at this point. Anywho, I'm going to tell you one way I use Acuity to save me time. Do you ever have in-person meetings? I do. And with Dallas being a huge city, picking a place to meet is a freaking chore. But chore no more. Inside of Acuity's intake form feature, I eliminate having to go back and forth at all about locations. I created a drop-down question that asks where they'd like to meet and they get to choose what's most convenient for them between the five different coffee shops or lunch spots that I provide. Then in Acuity's email settings, I just make sure to auto-populate their choice inside of the reminder emails. Really, really easy. If you want to learn more from my free training about how to use Acuity in your business or just start using Acuity today, go to systemsavedme.com slash Acuity for life. That's A-C-U-I-T-Y for life. All right, now back to the show. Hey, y'all. I'm so excited to share this guest with you today. She is a smarty pants in a lot of areas, so I did force her to choose one, but I also encourage you to continue to follow her and her journey because you can learn so much from her. So Kirsten, how are you doing today? I am great. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks so much for that intro, Jordan. Yes, 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 yes. So now it's your turn to do an intro because you can actually (laughs) tell people what it is that I'm being cryptic about, but just go ahead and start off by shooting us a couple of details about you and your business. Awesome. So um, I know today we're going to talk about virtual summits and stuff. So I'll start with that one. We have three different businesses. We're just insane. So, <laughs> um, so the very first one is the Modern Conference. And basically what we do there is we help people to host and um, kind of speak at and attend and all, all things virtual summits, essentially. Um, so we're really excited about this one. This one is like our brand newest of our businesses. And uh, yeah, so that's kind of step number one. Number two is our Launch Brand Grow community, which has been around for about a year now when this will air, um, just a little bit over a year, I think. And uh, basically there, it's kind of more of like a visibility platform and networking platform where we have a whole bunch of creative entrepreneurs who come together and they're all leaders. Um, there's not really, you know, like we're the founder, but we, I'm not like the leader of the community. So it's pretty unique in that regard. Um, everybody kind of takes the reins and brings in their own elements and, um, and educational aspects. And then our third one, which is like not even launched yet, though it probably will have just maybe launched by the time that this airs is our, um, raising abundance blog. And that's kind of our personal lifestyle type thing where we talk about our kids and unschooling and all of the weird stuff that we do, like minimalism and frugality and digital nomadism and all that stuff. So totally off topic, but, um, but also, so that is like all that we do. It's, it's really fun though. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So let's dive into the juicy stuff. 
of talking about how to host um, a virtual summit like an online conference. And I think that it's important for people listening who may have experienced virtual summits or been to search virtual summits or have spoken at virtual summits that what Kirsten's created is honestly, and I can say this from experience, is honestly the most well put together summit that I have ever been a part of. And like, it just is smooth like butter. It, it, everything flows. And you guys know that I have very, very high standards when it comes <laughs> to systems and processes. And I just think what Kirsten's created with her formula is incredible. So I'm super excited that she's going to share it with us. So kind of describe your business or even maybe people's businesses before they've implemented this virtual summit formula. Yeah, totally. So when we first started our business or our like, um, let's see, when we hosted our first conference, um, it was like totally in the midst of um, this weird transition. So like I said, we have three different businesses and they're all pretty new. Um, our last business, our like founding one was Copper Kettle Co. And we did brand new web design. And so we were kind of falling out of alignment with that. Um, we weren't really taking on one-on-one clients anymore. I kind of really burnt out. And so we were kind of just throwing noodles at the wall and seeing what stuck. And um, a virtual conference was one of the things that I had been kind of toying around with the idea of for a while. Um, but like, oh my gosh, the systems that go into it and the organization and all of the different plates. And what if you forget something and how do you even get people signed up for your email list and how do you make money and all of these things. It was so overwhelming. And um, so I, I just didn't bite the bullet very soon. Yeah. Eventually I did. And I feel like that's kind of the struggle that a lot of our clients um, are going through too, is that the like organization just sounds terrifying, you know? Um, and so as far as other businesses go too, I mean, virtual summits can work for a lot of different types of businesses. You can be a coach, you can be like, I mean, we're going to do one for our raising abundance blog, which again, is like parenting staff. Um, yeah. And so you can do it in tons of different industries, which is really cool. Um, the biggest thing that it comes down to is the systems. And that's what I'm really excited to talk about, um, with you guys today. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So then had you looked into how other people did summits and decided like, we got to like do this differently. Like what finally drove you to actually like create your own process around it? Yeah. Okay. So that's a big one. So we had, um, I actually invested in Bailey Richards virtual summit school. Um, she's wonderful. I love Bailey and her systems that she has are really great. Um, one thing that we found though, is that we just wanted to do it a little bit differently. Um, her main target is, infopreneurs. Um, so meaning like digital people who, who sell information digitally, um, which a lot of us do in the creative field too. But I know that for me, community has always been the biggest, like most important part of our business. Um, building really, really strong relationships with other creatives, networking with people. And one thing that I've found in, um, a lot of current virtual summits is that you really don't get that aspect. It really feels a lot more like a really big webinar <laughs> where the, you have a ton of different speakers and you have a ton of different pitches and you don't really get that much content out of it. Um, yeah. So what we wanted to do is we wanted to make sure that the quality of the content was 
up to par with like a real conference. And honestly, one of the conferences that we based it off of was show its, um, United conference and like my, yeah. And my own experience with them. So that's kind of why we wanted to do the keynote speakers versus or keynote and breakout session speakers, um, where we have smaller breakout rooms, quote unquote, um, as well as big stage keynote presentations. Yeah. So yeah, we wanted to do it differently. We wanted to make sure that community was a huge part of it. Um, and we wanted to kind of, I don't know, break down the standards a little bit as far as virtual summits go and really up the quality and up the uh, engagement and all that stuff. Yeah. I think we did a pretty good job of it so far. Yes, yes you have, you have. <laughs> all right, so let's have you go ahead and start walking us through the steps it took to create the right process for you. Obviously, there's a lot of stakeholders when it comes to a summit. There's attendees, there's speakers, there's you. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So kind of walk us through what it, what that process looks like. Yeah. So as far as the benefits for everybody goes, this is kind of a cool aspect that when I first, um, and this is, uh, again, Bailey had introduced actually this this particular concept to me, was that one of my first questions was, okay, how does everybody actually benefit from this? Like what you know, does everybody benefit from this? Is it, is it taking advantage of speakers um, for having them do this basically essentially for free, you know? And what's really cool about summits is that it really is a three-way win that attendees get free education. Um, they get the networking potential in ours. We have our speakers as often as possible hang out with us in the chat box so that you actually get like that one-on-one time or I guess group on one time with the speakers themselves. And they get like all of the freebies that the speakers give out too. Um, For speakers, they get the exposure, they get the networking, like rubbing elbows with other speakers who are in that circle as well. They kind of get, you know, like one of the things that we want to do is we we like to put a couple of smaller people up as keynote speakers Mm -hmm. um, so that they get that like, what is that? The... um, I don't know, they're seen alongside people like Natalie Frank and like you, Jordan, and like, you know, Haley from Profit Planner and all these like really big, you know, bigger named or really amazing um, entrepreneurs. And then um, they also get affiliate commissions and all that stuff too. And then again, the host gets uh, commissions from the Alexis Pass. They get the full email signups and all that stuff. And so as far as like the systems go, really the biggest um, and most important step for, uh, that we found is actually coming up with a theme that it has a real actionable takeaway. Um, and again, I think this is where a lot of virtual summits kind of fail or flop or kind of flounder in the water. It's a lot of alliteration. Um, <laughs> English major here. <laughs> um, but uh, Yeah. So not having like a coherent theme. So a lot of summits have this theme of like, you know, quote unquote business growth, but what does that mean exactly? And it's really ironic because our last summit was actually called the creative growth summit. Um, (laughs) But within that, we really wanted to make sure that each day had a really specific theme um, for growth. So it wasn't just a matter of like, okay, you have a brand, you know, somebody talking about branding, you have somebody talking about web design, you have somebody talking about email funnels and, you know, all of these random subjects that make sense for growth, but don't really have a, a coherent together takeaway. Mm -hmm. Um, we want to make sure that each day has a very specific theme. And what we found there is that, um, you know, people actually come specifically for a very specific day, essentially, yeah. um, rather than kind of feeling overwhelmed by all the different topics that can be involved. 
So that's step number one for sure is making sure that you have like a really coherent takeaway. Um, <clears throat> step number two is thinking about who you want to speak. And I really highly suggest shooting big. Um, even if it's, you know, even if you expect a no, it's really good to ask those people who you think could be really amazing fits for your business or for the, for the conference. Um, even if just because by asking them, you're going to put yourself on their radar and they're going to know that even if this, this one in particular doesn't work out, they might come and watch it, see how it goes, see how the engagement is, et cetera. Um, and then maybe for the next one, if you ask again, maybe they'll say yes, maybe the timing will be better. Maybe they'll, you know, see that you've kind of proven, proven your worth a little bit or whatever the case may be. So shooting high for speakers and also making sure that you are really conscious. This is a big one for us really conscious of the diversity of your, of your speakers. Um, so this was something that we struggled with a little bit from the beginning. It was something that we weren't really very intentional about. Yeah. Um, and, and it, it's so easy to not, to not be intentional about it. Like to just kind of say, well, I know all these people, these are all be great people. And it just turns out that you don't really have very much diversity. So definitely thinking about that when, um, when, uh, curating your speaker lineup is really important. And then let's see, I'll say one more task or one more tip is uh, um, setting up your systems, obviously, which we'll talk about again too, but setting up your systems <laughs> um, and deciding where you want to host it. So do you want to host it on something like Webinar Jam or like Crowdcast or um, even like on YouTube? Or what we suggest is um, hosting it on your own website. Yeah. And the reason for that is because it's actually twofold. One, you get to um, you get to control 100% of your branding, so it actually feels like it's a representative of your business. You're the one who's um, hosting it, and yeah. that to me feels really important. Um, yeah. You're kind of essentially building the atmosphere of the summit. And then the second reason is because you get all of that Google SEO juice of people who come to sign up for your email ad or for the um, ticket and to come to watch the summit and all that stuff. So it's really good for Google rankings as well. Yeah. <laughs> really good. That's a lot of information. <laughs> that is, but I think it is crucial in the speaker curation part is really like, I think a lot of people get wrapped up in getting all the big names and if they don't land all big names, they feel defeated, but really think about like who you like I think it's great to have a mix to be quite honest mm -hmm. yep. and I think it's more enjoyable for the speakers because everybody is like it's you get to meet different people versus like if you just I don't know have your own like inner circle it's like hey we all already know each other cool exactly uh, so I think that talking about diversity and in, in all the different realms um it definitely means diversity and also just like big names, small names, like all that sort of stuff. Cause for my, some that I did, I guess last year, it feels like forever ago. <laughs> I had like a lot of people who were no names in the exactly. sense of all these people are behind the scenes of the big names. Mm -hmm. um, but I was intentional about the reasoning behind that is I was like, these are the people who are like making it happen. Like these are the people who are actually setting up the tech <laughs> and all of that. Like, and again, for my realm, that makes sense. So I think a lot of people may feel weird or uncomfortable. I think it's important to practice pitching and go for those big names, like yeah, totally. don't shy away, but also like 
think about who your audience is and think about the the experience that you want to have and really curate your your speakers around that so i think it's great that you you mentioned that yeah definitely and to piggyback off of that too that is really where we do so like for our for our lineups, we typically have about 40 speakers. We have um, roughly 20 keynote speakers and roughly 20 breakout sessions. And I know a big question that we always get is what's the difference between the two? Yeah. Keynote speakers for us, they are about an hour long presentations. They have full keynote presentations. Um, whereas breakout sessions are 10 minute sessions. They're really quick. They're kind of just like, you know, a, um, rapid fire, um, quick tips kind of thing. Yeah. And for our keynote speakers, what I ultimately really hope to do is I hope to have about 75% of them, like 50 to 75% of them be well known, just because I want to make sure to add in that credibility a little bit, just because, you know, it's like the social proof kind of thing. Totally. Um, and then also reach is really good. Yep. But then the other 25 to 50%, exactly. I want people who I find a lot of value in, who I think are really killing it, who I don't care how many Instagram followers they have. Like they're just like, awesome in their business. And as far as breakout session speakers go, um, like we curate our keynote speakers hundred um, percent. I invite all of our keynote speakers. There's no application process for yeah. our breakouts though. It's fully just an application. So I haven't even heard of, you know, probably like 80% of our breakout session speakers wow. for each of our summits. It's just people who have been following us on our email list or following us on Instagram and stuff. And they're able to pitch to us and they're able to say, Hey, I think I have this really cool, um, you know, topic that would work for the summit. And it's like, you know, as long as you seem like you are passionate about what you do, that you, um, have like a similar audience, that's a big part right. and who have like, if you have something really great to say, I don't care if you've been in business for a month. Um, I think we all have a lot of valuable content that we can add no matter what the stage of business we're at. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, having that too and lifting, being able to lift those people up is really important for us. I like being able to give people that platform who don't normally get that. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a really good, good aspect yeah. too. That's fun. Nice. So then what is next on the steps? Okay. So next on the steps. All right. So we have our platform. We're hosting it on our website. Um, we have our keynote, you know, curation, obviously pitching to your keynote or to your um, speakers is the next big thing. Um, kind of figuring out who's saying what, et cetera. Yeah. Um, let's get into the tech. So the tech yeah. part is um, <laughs> both one of the scariest probably, but also <laughs> like, I don't know, I love it. It's been really right. fun to kind of figure out what's working for us and what isn't really. Yeah. Um, and so what we do is we, um, what you want to do first is you want to make sure that you have a way for people to sign up for the summit. So yeah. for us, our summits are hundred percent free with the option to buy an all access pass. Yeah. Um, the all access pass includes forever access to all the videos. It includes a giant giveaway. It includes all of the freebies that the speakers are giving out. Um, yeah. and basically it's just like a really huge value and we, we price it really low at like 49 bucks basically for the early bird price. Yeah. Um, nice. so the very first thing as far as tech goes is making sure that you actually have a way for people to sign up for the summit. So all it is, is just signing up via your email. They plug the email in and they will officially get the drip content of the summit when it goes live. Um, so making sure you have, you know, convert kit, mail or light, whatever that looks like, um, set up in your website is important for that. Yes. Um, the next thing is thinking about how you actually want to record your videos. Um, and how you want your speakers to record their videos. Yeah. So 
what we do is we have, um, we record an intro session with our keynote speakers where we kind of just introduce them. They introduce themselves. Um, we ask them what they have for us today, what they're going to talk about. And then they actually record their full length uh, presentations separately so that they can do it on their own time, whatever's most convenient for them. And yeah. then they just turn it into us. We then edit them together and drop it into YouTube, make it unlisted and private so yeah. that people can't just stumble upon it. And then we will right. embed that into our website. Mm. So that's kind of how that works. Mm -hmm. um, for the introduction session, we use Zoom, yeah. um, which is awesome. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, so there's that part. And then you also want to think about what you want your, where you want your All Access Pass hosted, as well as how you want to sell the All Access Pass. Mm -hmm. And our, um, our process for this is actually twofold. So we have our All Access Pass actually hosted on Thinkific. Mm -hmm. um, Teachable is also another great one, but basically it's just really nice to have it in a kind of a course format. Um, mm -hmm. That's just what we found works for us. And, but what we use to actually sell the All Access Pass is Samcart. And Samcart is a really awesome, powerful program. There are other ones, uh, Kajabi, um, Thrivecart is another one. We really like the aesthetic and the ease of use of Samcart. I just personally am most drawn to that one. I know a lot of people really love Thrivecart. So that's another one to look into. But basically the reason why we went with this rather than only Thinkific is because the affiliate tracker is a lot more powerful mm -hmm. um, in Samcart. And also the, um, you know, you can have like all of your swipe copy um, right in there. It's really easy yeah. for that. I feel like the conversion rate of Samcart, like it'll track all of the conversions. It's a really awesome platform. So yeah, we use both of those. And a pro tip, if you're going to use something like Samcart, um, make sure to sign up for their free trial um, at the latest possible minute. And that way you will only um, be charged essentially the, like $1.99 is what it's at right now yeah. um, for that first month, essentially. So yeah. just try to fit it all into there. That way you don't have to feel like <laughs> Yeah, the expenses get high. Totally. It gets, yeah, it gets high. So those are kind of the biggest systems um, as far mm -hmm. as hosting goes. We have a lot more stuff um, and we go, I go more into depth in that actually in our blog posts and on our website, we have tons of freebies. If you guys want to go check those out at the modern. Yeah. yeah. We'll have a freebie link to, to the summit workbook. So everyone go and look the show notes, the description, it should be in there, but also it's ckc.io slash summit workbook. Actually, I'm going to pause you. Yep. Change it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually the modernconference.com slash free resources, free hyphen resources now. Perfect. So, and we have tons of resources there now. Awesome. Perfect. So that is where it will be and we'll have it linked up, show notes, description, all that good stuff. So, so then once you have your tech and all that stuff, your speakers are bringing in things, all of that, then I'm sure that there's some, some marketing or some promotion stuff that you really have to think about. Yes. So, um, this is a fun one for me, actually. I really like this part. Um, again, another place where I think a lot of summits fall short is their marketing efforts. Yep. Um, and not just, not just because they don't, you know, they're not pushing it and stuff. Like a lot of people are pushing it and it's, it's, you know, good. But one thing that we found is that they don't utilize affiliates. Um, and again, their community and their networking potential and, um, the people who are really excited about the summit nearly enough. So what we do is we really focus on our affiliates. We want to make 
promoting the summit as easy as possible. We want to essentially sell the promoting to them, if that makes sense. Like we want it to be um, really easy for them. We want it to be really exciting for them. We want them to feel like they're really a part of this, even if they're not necessarily a speaker. Um, And so what we do is we have tons of swipe copy for them to be able to choose what they want to send out to their audience. Um, they can edit it in, you know, according to their voice, we have the voices of the, of the swipe copy all really casual and really kind of friendly and, um, and not salesy at all. And then also we have lots of um, swipe photos as well. And we, one tip for you guys is to, if you have brand colors that are say like maybe bright pink or, you know, bright purple or something like that, tone it down a little bit. Um, make up some neutral photos for your audience to share because a lot of people have really a lot more neutral feeds. And so having things that have like a lot more white or a lot more, you know, like, I don't know, just black, brown, gray. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Black, brown, gray um, is really good for a lot of different feeds. So just don't go over the top with like purples and pinks and (laughs) blues and greens and stuff. Um, But anyway, so yeah, having lots of swipe copy, lots of swipe photos so that they're able to promote that. And just reminding them, like at Mm -hmm. the end of every email that you send, just say, hey, if your audience would like to attend this free summit, um, we have like 3,000 people sign up for them every time. Um, We would love for you to share it. And, you know, like you're going to get a lot of benefit out of it. Your audience probably will too. So that's a huge one for us. Um, As far as marketing itself goes for our own um like timeline we tend to market for the three weeks before the summit Mm. so um yeah that tends to be about that time frame i think we'll actually start pushing it uh, closer to four maybe five weeks before the summit kind of teasing it Mm. a little bit more um up then but uh but yeah typically three weeks until or before the summit is when we really push it and then um yeah. And we get signups throughout the whole entire thing too. So yeah. kind of, uh, yeah, it's been, I guess that about <laughs> sums that up. I think. Sums it up. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that, yeah, if you think about it in these chunks and, and really process it out and yeah, like probably the tech will be the most overwhelming for most people. But again, I totally say just go and check out Kirsten's website and just dive (laughs) into it because she has tons of free stuff and blogs and all that where you can really look at what this could be for you. And again, I've been part of summits. I did one of my own summits. And again, they do get a bad rep sometimes in our industry. But I think that if you look at it with the lens that Kirsten's given us, it really is a lot of fun. Like I had a lot of fun with my summit, regardless of a lot of tech snafus. Granted, I had backups, but not everybody's going to be as intense as I am about it. But I think that it's it's great networking between you and the speakers. It's great networking between you and potential leads for your business and all of that stuff. So I'm a huge, huge fan of summits, especially how Kirsten does them. Because again, if Kirsten could just run everybody's summits who come my way, that'd be nice. Um, <laughs> we want everybody to run <laughs> I will help you in this goal. Um, so the last, I'm going to go ahead and shoot the last few questions. What was your best financial investment in business? Okay. So this one's a lot more vague and maybe not necessarily summit related, yeah. but I mean, it works with the summits too. And totally. so our number one best financial investment 
hands down has been our um, virtual assistant slash I don't know what you want to call her. She's just as a everything, yeah. <laughs> um, but Angela, and she is our like full-time employee essentially, or not full-time, but part-time employee. Yeah. Um, and she has helped out so much with mm. um, all of the summits. She just helps it, you know, she makes it all run like butter. So yeah. Um, she, yeah, I'd say she's our, our best financial. That's awesome. I love when it's people that just makes me happy. I know. And then uh, what was your worst financial investment in business? Okay. This one's tough. I feel like I, you know, honestly, I don't know that I have a worst financial investment at all. Um, just because I feel like every single thing that we've bought has just been a learning experience. And I think if you think of, I mean, it's a, it's a really great question, but at the same time, if you think of it in terms of like, what didn't like, worst financial, it puts a lot of fear in there. And I think that, you know, I don't know, I'm kind of woo in the like money is abundant thing. (laughs) And so, um, so thinking, I don't know, I try to not think of it in terms of worst investments. I'd say like some of our biggest investments, um, like from our first summit, we invested $1,500 in a video editor. And now Angela, my, my VA lady, she, um, can whip out the videos super fast. And so, you know, I'd say that was maybe like one of our bigger investments that we've had, um, with the summits, but that we won't make again. Yeah. I don't know. I guess that kind of answers that. (laughs) Yeah, no, totally. I know some people see it as worst financial investment. Some people see it as biggest learning, learning experience financially. Got it. So yeah, I totally get that. So where can people find you online? Give website, social media, any of that good stuff. Totally. So we are on all social media as the launch, as launch brand grow. So, um, Instagram at launch brand grow. And then, um, as far as everything summit related goes, we're at themodernconference.com. Again, we have tons of free resources. We're, um, bulking up the blog right now and we have loads of um stuff in the shop where we will as soon as this launches um we have all of our swipe copy all of our systems all of our like you know the tips and tricks and everything there so those are kind of our two big things um yeah and then follow us on launch and grow we would love to have you guys join the community it's a really fun one so yeah well thank you so much kirsten for coming on the show yeah thank you so much for having me it's really fun thanks for listening to system safety If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or send a screenshot on Instagram while tagging us at SystemSaveMe. Don't forget to check out the workflow template shop at SystemSaveMe.com to help you work less and make more. See you next week.